You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. From Raymond Chandler's Los Angeles to Lawrence Block's New York, hard-boiled detective stories are born in the mean streets of cities we know. But two new writers have set their hard-boiled detective stories in cities of the imagination, turning gritty realism into gritty surrealism. In Eastern Europe, and in a city of dreams and rain, these writers are creating new settings for classic detective stories. As China Mieville's novel, The City and the City, begins, Inspector Tyodor Borlu is called to the scene of a crime in the city of Bechelle. These were hobbled factories and warehouses, a handful of decades old, often broken glassed, at half capacity if open, boarded facades, grocery shops fronted with wire, older fronts in tumble-down of classical Besh style, some houses colonised and made chapels and drug houses, some burnt out and left as crude carbon renditions of themselves. Bichelle is somewhere in Eastern Europe, and as Borlu investigates, he finds ties to another city very nearby, Ulcoma. Both cities are described in great detail. I would consider it, you know, a great, great honour to this book if one or two readers in the early pages got slightly confused about the setting and looked up Bechel and Alcoma to find out where they were. Though the two cities are products of Mieville's imagination, he's following a long tradition in mystery writing, says Laurie R. King. The city that goes into a book is not the actual city that you would find if you just got off the bus there. To some extent, all writers, whether they're noir or cozy, reshape the city to their own needs. Laurie R. King is an award-winning mystery writer, the creator of both the Kate Martinelli Mysteries and the Mary Russell Sherlock Holmes series. She believes that noir novels depend on fictionalized settings. Mostly hard-boiled tends to be in big cities. When you're writing something noir, you really need to have very few points of humanity in it. You need to sense that your main characters are the only real people in this universe, and the rest of the place is not terribly friendly. So when Jedediah Barry set out to write his mystery, The Manual of Detection, he asked himself a simple question. If we were all always living in the world of one of those novels, what would be going on around us? To answer that question, Barry created a kind of universal city. This is supposed to be the city in a way in which all of those mysteries take place, where it's always raining, where uh, the the detectives are always wearing their, their fedoras and trench coats, and mysteries are always afoot. But according to Laurie R. King, imaginary cities should not be entirely imaginary. Making cities up out of whole cloth works best when you use the landmarks. When you use the physical layout of San Francisco, for example. In fact, Barry based much of his created city on New York in the 1940s. The municipal museum in his unnamed metropolis may seem familiar to some readers. This really came about from walking around not only the the Museum of Natural History, but also the the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And in a way, I combined those two museums to make the municipal museum, which appears in this book. The hero of Barry's novel, The Manual of Detection, is Charles Unwin, a clerk who has been promoted to the rank of detective. He seeks clues at a mysterious museum. Unwin pedaled north along the dripping, shadowed expanse of City Park. 
There were fewer cars on the streets now, but twice he had to ride up onto the sidewalk to pass horse-drawn carriages, and a peanut vendor swore at him as he swerved too close to his umbrella-topped stand. By the time Unwin arrived at the municipal museum, his socks were completely soaked again. He hopped off his bicycle and chained it to a lamppost, stepping away just in time to avoid the spray of filthy water raised by the tires of a passing bus. The fountains to either side of the museum entrance were shut off, but rainwater had overflowed the reservoirs and was pouring across the sidewalk to the gutter. China Mieville spanned the globe to find inspiration for the two cities in his novel. The first city that we open in Beschel is essentially a little bit like Prague, a little bit like Budapest, a little bit like, you know. The second city, Ulkoma, is kind of Singapore, Shanghai, the sort of the high-tech areas of, of Istanbul, sort of, again, amalgamed in a slightly unstable way. Mieville created his imaginary cities and then decided that the mystery genre would offer him the best way to explore them. Though he closely follows the rules of the police procedural, which is known for gritty authenticity, he believes that the mystery genre itself is not realistic. I don't think crime is a realist Uh, genre at all. I think that's a kind of a pretense. Now, this is not a criticism. This is part of what I think makes crime such an interesting genre. But I think crime is saturated with with dream logic as a genre. Tapping into that, I think, is not so much about bringing in an outside thing as maybe slightly accenting something which is already there. Fellow mystery writer Laurie R. King points out that real cities often can seem more improbable than those of the imagination. No one would build San Francisco in fiction. Your editor would say, really, this is stretching reality too far. For readers, at least, the nameless city of Jedediah Berry's The Manual of Detection, Bechelle and Alcoma of China Mieville's The City in the City, and Laurie R. King's San Francisco all provide equally perfect settings for imperfect fictional crimes. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.